And hello, everyone. Welcome back inside the home office and welcome back to a brand new edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Craig D'Amico. Coming up on today's show, we will take a look back at the week that was with not just one, but two big national TV games. We'll take a look at our top stars of the week. We will chat about some stats and we'll preview this upcoming week's schedule, which features the most historic rivalry in the Northeast Conference, the 30th annual Battle of Brooklyn. All that is coming up, but first, let's take a look at our top headlines. We had three unbeaten teams in conference play going into the weekend. How many survived? The answer is coming up on our three-point shot. So we start our three-point shot at the very top of the standings. Three unbeaten teams going into this past week, so we'll take our first look at the reigning regular season champions, the FDU Knights, who were in action on a nationally televised ESPNU game on Thursday against the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers. And then they had to travel out to Fairfield two days later for a Saturday matchup with Sacred Heart. In the Terriers game on the U, the Knights took their opponents to school, jumping out to a 14-2 lead after the first 10 minutes with eight turnovers forced in the first quarter. The Knights went on an 8-0 run to start the second. They led 38-9 at the half, and they would go on to win rather comfortably 70 to 39. The Knights made a season high 14 threes in the game, including five by Abby Conklin and three by Sierra D'Angelo, who both finished in double figures. Then on Saturday, FDU traveled to take on Sacred Heart, a team still steamed after dropping their first conference game on Thursday, a tight 66 to 64 setback at home against Merrimack. So they were looking to bounce back in a big way by taking the Knights down from the ranks of the unbeatens as well. The game was tied at 56 midway through the fourth quarter. Sacred Hearts, Nysera Pryor misses the layup. Say John Bonner gets the offensive rebound, kicks out to Amelia Wood, who missed the three, but her sister Kelsey Wood corrals a third chance opportunity and knocks in the basket for a lead that they would not relinquish. The Pioneers bounce back from their defeat and end FDU's six-game win streak in the process, handing the Knights their very first conference loss and clinching the 100th career conference victory for 10th-year Pioneer head coach Jessica Minetti. Sacred Heart survives 13 lead changes to defeat the Knights 71-62. to So then there was one. The lone remaining unbeaten in the NEC in 2023 is the preseason favorite Wagner Seahawks. After they turned away Stonehill at home on Thursday night, 84 to 63, they then hit the road to take on Central Connecticut State on Saturday in a game we had on ESPN3. Each team did what they were pretty good at coming in. Wagner forcing turnovers, scoring points off turnovers. Central Connecticut hitting the offensive glass, getting second chance opportunities and second chance points. The difference in this game, though, was Wagner staying calm and composed and making the plays late. It certainly wasn't a clean finish, but they got to the finish. Twice in the fourth quarter, Central got to within five with a chance to get within a score, and both times they were denied. First, Alex Cowan gets the ball back after a block and follows through with a bucket, and then after missed free throws by Forever Toppin, that would have cut the lead to three, Wagner was able to hold on. Wagner improves to 6-0 and for the first time in program history with a 57-52 win. Cam Wabadu had a double-double, and both Alex Cowan and Z Thibel we're in double figure scoring as well. So here's how things stand after four weeks of conference play on this 
the 10th anniversary of the last team to run the table and go undefeated in the Northeast Conference, the 2013 Gold Rush Quinnipiac Bobcats. The Wagner Seahawks stand alone at the top of the standings with a zero in the loss column. They've been stacking up wins like a can of Pringles. Sacred Heart and FDU, they're both five and one, each suffering their first defeat this past week. FDU, of course, as we mentioned, lost to Sacred Heart. St. Francis Brooklyn is in fourth place at four and two. And remember, the top four teams in the standings earn home games come March in the NEC tournament. Then you have Central Connecticut State, Merrimack, and SFU all at two and four. Stonehill, two and five. And the LIU Sharks approaching the halfway point, still in search of their first win. Time now for the heat check, featuring the top three stars from week four. First, a shout out to a star who just missed our list. Emily Bramante of Stonehill, the fifth-year Skyhawk. I saw her in person Thursday night against Wagner, and it is incredible how much of the offense runs through her. What a communicator, what a leader she is for that team on the court. She had 15 points in that game against the Seahawks, and then a double-double, 21 points with six threes and 10 rebounds against LIU. What a great weekend, and so we wanted to make a note, but she just missed out on our top three. Our top three star is Alyssa Fisher. Fisher was busy on Thursday night, scoring 26 of her team's 39 points on 11 for 23 shooting on a nationally televised showdown against FDU on the U. Then in the battle of St. Francis, she led her team with 18 more points in the winning effort. Fisher stands as the second leading scorer in the league. Our number two star, Nysera Pryor from Sacred Heart. The first-year guard from Maryland led the Pioneers with 21 points on Thursday in that setback against the Warriors before helping hand FDU their first conference defeat of the season with an 18-point, six-rebound, five-assist, six-steal outing on Saturday. Pryor is now an eight-time NEC Rookie of the Week and the league's leading scorer, averaging 17.6 points per game. But our top star of the week is Cam Wabadu from the Wagner Seahawks. The fifth-year forward was instrumental in Wagner surviving the week unblemished. Three games in six days, going back to last Monday's MLK Day games, quite a tough stretch, but Wagner won them all. Cam recorded a double-double her second of the season with 14 points, 12 rebounds against the Skyhawks, and she led all scores with 16 points and four rebounds against Central Connecticut. She said in our ESPN3 postgame that she got off to a slow start in conference play this season, not quite what she would have liked, but she got in her head that her team needs her. She has to perform. They're coming for that championship, and boy, has she performed these last few games. She was our star of the game on the ESPN3 broadcast, and Wabadoo was our top star in all the Northeast Conference for Week 4. Sacred Heart's Little Mama continues to be amazing and is once again the subject of our stat chat. Last week, Nysera Pryor averaged 19.5 points, six rebounds, four assists, and three and a half steals in a pair of games against Merrimack and FDU. Pryor is now an eight-time NEC Rookie of the Week, breaking the Sacred Heart program record of seven Rookie of the Week honors in a single season. That was done by NEC Hall of Famer Amanda Pape back in her freshman campaign in 2004. Pryor is just five Rookie of the Week honors away from the NEC record of 13 in a single season. That was set by Jess Kovach back in 2016. And by the way, still six weeks of the season to go, so we're saying there's a chance. By the way, only one player, in case you're wondering, in NEC history, one Rookie of the Year 
and player of the year in the same season, winning player of the year as a freshman. That was Val Nynema with LIU back in 2007. Pryor still ranks as the nation's leader in steals with 4.22 per game and was recently named to the Naismith Trophy 2023 Defensive Player of the Year watch list. Nysera Pryor doing Nysera Pryor things, the subject of this week's Stat Chat. This week, we have a Thursday-Saturday schedule, and by the end of Saturday, we will have all but just Wagner hitting the halfway point of their conference schedule. Eight games down, eight to go. Let's take a look at our games to watch this weekend. Here's what's coming up on tap. We start on Thursday. Sacred Heart will visit Brooklyn to take on the Sharks. Central Connecticut will meet Merrimack, and FDU will be looking to rebound from their first NEC loss as they go all the way up to Loretto to take on St. Francis. But our feature game will be the Wagner Seahawks traveling across the Verrazano into Brooklyn to take on the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers. Ken Wagner keep their record unblemished? Can they stay unbeaten or will the Terriers hand them their first defeat? The Terriers did sweep both meetings between these two schools from last season. Then on Saturday, the Fairleigh Dickinson Knights will host Merrimack. Stonehill will take on Sacred Heart and we'll see Central Connecticut State in Loretto to take on the Red Flash. But our feature game is 2 p.m. on ESPN3 and SNY, the historic 30th annual Battle of Brooklyn. Myself and Pam Roker will be on the call. With St. Francis College moving their campus to Livingston Street this year, this rivalry actually got a little bit closer. Now these two schools are just separated by over a half mile of concrete jungle in New York City. The Terriers have won a record six straight Battle of Brooklyn games and nine out of the last 10. With the last Sharks win and the Lone Sharks win over the last decade, coming back in 2016, in overtime, this current run over the last 10 years has allowed St. Francis Brooklyn to grab the all-time Battle of Brooklyn series lead 16-13 to 13 over their arch rivals. Now, these two teams just met in the non-Battle of Brooklyn Battle of Brooklyn game at St. Francis Brooklyn back on Martin Luther King Day. And St. Francis Brooklyn won that one 66-60. to 60. Alyssa Fisher netted 20 points. Freshman Tyra Myers had 14 and made some clutch plays late, including the go-ahead for good layup to break a 57-all tie with just over two minutes to go. Fisher, by the way, will be looking to make history on Saturday. She was a co-Battle of Brooklyn MVP last year with Isabella Posset, netting 18 points. Perhaps she's the favorite to win MVP this year, and if she does, she'll be just the seventh player in series history to win multiple Battle of Brooklyn MVP awards, joining the likes of Tamika Dudley, Val Nynema, Ashley Palmer, Sarah Benedetti, Jay Johnson, and Nev Dmitrievich, some of the greatest names to ever wear their respective school's uniforms. Although, well, we have to say that she's a one-and-a-half-time MVP. I don't know. I guess multiple-time MVP we can go with. She would be just the seventh player all-time to do it. Now, the Terriers will be looking to continue their stay in the top half of the NEC standings while their opposition will be looking to end a 16, possibly 17-game skid by the time we get to Saturday. The Sharks, who haven't won since November the 12th, will have to do it most likely without Amaya O'Brien, who netted 19 points in last year's Battle of Brooklyn en route to a unanimous Rookie of the Year season. The only other Sharks player on their current roster who has experience in this Battle of Brooklyn series is Zoe Hayes, who played seven minutes in the Battle of Brooklyn last year. 
Another player to watch, though, for LIU could be junior guard Ashley Austin, a transfer from Cal State Bakersfield and Texas Southern. She's been in double figures scoring eight times this year, including 13 points in the prior meeting with the Terriers back on January the 16th. So a lot of new faces on both sides added into the mix for this year, one of the most special rivalries in NEC history. And of course, this year, the 30th edition of the Battle of Brooklyn, St. Francis, Brooklyn, LIU on DeKalb Ave. There'll be more drama than one of those desperate housewives reunions. 2 p.m. Saturday, ESPN3 and SNY. Well, that'll just about do it for this week's show. We will talk to you Saturday afternoon from Brooklyn on ESPN3 and SNY for the historic 30th annual Battle of Brooklyn. As someone who's been fortunate to be on the call for a handful of these Battle of Brooklyn games, it's always exciting. It's always dramatic. Throw the records out the window. These two teams always seem to play some engaging, entertaining, physical Brooklyn tough basketball. And we can't wait to show that to you Saturday. Again, ESPN3 and SNY 2 p.m. tip. So we'll see you then. And of course, we'll see you right back here next week for another brand new edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. Until then, I'm Craig D'Amico. So long.